knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. To hell and back is in the job description. Roughed up, scuffed up, run over, kicked, thrown, dropped, dunked, and done the unthinkable is the duty we've embraced for more than 40 years. Through superior engineering and constant innovation, only Pelican has conquered the chaos a life of ambition can dish out. And we've done it to empower you. Yak Gadget, made in America, based outside of Nashville, Tennessee. Yak Gadget offers all kinds of storage accessories, quick mount motor mounts, anchor systems, track mounted accessories, even paddles. Go to yakgadget.com and get your kayak decked out for your next trip out on the water. The 153 Bay Company, based in Troy, Ohio, make everything from plastics to custom painted hard baits. Hook them hard and hook them off. All of our baits are made to order and all of our hard baits are hand painted to order. So go to the153anglers.com to place your order today. What's up, everybody? Hey, YouTube, Facebook, Facebook, all the other stuff down there. Hello. Hello. Wow. What is up, Brian? How you doing today? Jay, Jay Randall in the house, everybody. What is going on, Mr. Brian? Quit, quit slapping the table. <laughs> You're going to mess up the microphones. Jay's all fired up yeah, today. Yeah, what, what, what are we talking about today, Brian? I mean, you know, it's a great day. It's perfect outside. Rode my bike. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jesus. You on steroids or what? No, this is like whatever is like residually left over from what I just did. I'm like, <laughs> well, Jay's finally come out of his shell, boys and girls. Welcome, welcome <laughs> to another OG live show uh, here every Thursday night, seven central, eight Eastern. Uh, Jay, glad to see you in the in the house tonight. Showing up last yeah. week, you were at home uh back in the studio always always nice to yes, have you sir. here yes a little less <laughs> less space at the table that's right but, that's uh, right i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> it's all good jesus man oh, i like it i like this i like this form of jay randall i like it um real quick guys and gals uh we just released the updated aoi standings for our trail series check that out um i believe blake hennigan is currently leading the race with our very own chris lewicka slowly behind him and then matt gibson i think tops out the uh the top three there what is up chris get your butt moving bring it forward so 
super cool. We got that posted up on the Facebook page. If you guys are following along with the trail series, um, you know, we, the, the past two weeks, I think it's been, um, we've had a lot of discussion about all the major kayak trails and things like that. Um, so we're going to kind of roll into continuing with that. Uh, but we got our good friend, Mr. John Rapp in the house tonight. Um, he just started his own podcast, focusing mostly on uh, West Virginia, his area of the country there. And he had an interesting subject of like, what it, what do you guys think it takes to um, be a professional angler? Who do you think would qualify for that criteria? Things like that. So uh, we're going to roll into that after we find out about his podcast. Um, any other updates? Next oh. next trail event is uh, July 31st here on the Fox River in Illinois. Um, That's uh, oh, it's here. Yeah, and That's I here. just I just uh, talked to Dustin Nichols on the way to the studio here. He's talking about coming up and fishing it. Oh well, everyone's gonna lose. So better watch out. Better watch out. There we go. We got iCast coming up, baby. Uh, Dustin will be there along with myself. Um, so we're gonna have some live shows coming to you guys from iCast. Get ready for that, and then also, also. that weekend we're gonna have some live shows coming from Bowfest, a big archery festival. Uh, our very own Brad Hurlboss, myself, possibly Mr. Randall, depending on his his uh, possibly his, you know busy schedule. Possibly his busy you know, schedule. I do I do like to shoot some arrows. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> so uh, get ready for that. Uh, the week I cast is going to be pretty pretty great. We're going to walk around, and get tons of video. Uh, we'll do some live shows from down there and things like that. So get ready. Let's get Mr. Rap in the house. Mr. John Rapp, welcome to the show, my friend. Hey, hey, it's July, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Are you it. ready? Are you ready for some July 4th? <laughs> All I, right, I'm definitely ready, but it looks like you're way more ready than I am, my friend. Mr. Patriot Rapp. Let me, just, let me just say, I had a little bit of what Jay had a little bit ago. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it goes a long way. Oh, wow. Made it down here, baby. Made it down here. I like it. I like it. Hey, guys. I'm glad y'all let me come back and play again. Yeah, man. Welcome back to the show. Uh, If you guys missed uh, the first show with John, you could always go back in the library on Facebook, YouTube, all the major podcast platforms and catch that. We've had John on once before. And uh, last time you were on, you told told us you were kind of looking at starting this, this podcast thing and you know, you'd reach out to us a couple times on some pointers and things like that, man. So you finally got it going. You're on episode like what, four or five now? Yeah, my sh- I've been doing things every Tuesday night for the, like 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 you guys do. I do a weekly thing. Um, sure. And and um, thank you both to you guys because you guys have been uh, like my I, I like to have like segments and. I, I create the way I've done it is I, I'll bring in four or five guys to do a 45 minute show and talk to somebody for five to six minutes about a certain topic. And, and you guys know that because you guys have come in as sort of my national experts or come in and, and, and give opinion on stuff on the national scene. Sure. Um, so, and I, highly appreciate everything you guys have done to help me and guide me and get me going and be a part of the show. Yeah, man. So, so I appreciate that guys. 
yeah um, it was uh it was a ton of fun man i always like jumping on other shows man it's uh it puts me out of my element you know <clears throat> usually i'm on the interview side instead of the interviewee you know what i mean well that's that's the one thing uh that I, i'm trying i'm trying to do um is i i don't like to talk and i don't want to talk i want to bring people on that can tell their story give their information um like uh, I have segments where I'll do a segment with Chris Payne from Texas. Yeah, Chris, yep. Chris, is a good dude. Yeah, man, and, and, and he always comes in, does a, a seven to ten minute uh, a segment on on a product or, or on a, an item or uh, something that makes your life better on the water. Um, he's got a hell of a hellacious knowledge. Um, mm -hmm. And and I'm trying to get his knowledge out there to the everyday guy. And uh, then of course you know you know you guys have been on. I've had Jody Queen on, um, and and I, I I sort of took a little page out of your book last week, and done like a panel. Sure. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, you know um, I, I just learned how to do that with uh, my and I want to. My son doesn't watch Facebook or doesn't watch these podcasts or anything. He's a gamer. Um, but, <laughs> Aren't they all? Yeah. I mean, but, uh, <laughs> he has been tremendous help uh, helping me get that show started. Uh, sitting back in the background while he's playing his games, he'll, he'll answer the phone and get people helped out, getting them online and getting their, their videos started. Because um, I'm using a, a program called Streamlabs OBS. Yep. And um, the video, the way I incorporate my video into it is using a program called Discord. And if the guys that are um, probably 25 and younger, everybody knows what Discord is. Mm -hmm. They use it with their gamer chat and all kinds of stuff. But guys like me, I, I didn't know anything about it until a couple of years ago when but my boys were using it. You know, well, yeah. good. Go ahead. I was going to say, you're not the only one. Like I told you on your show, like I was like panicking and I had to go grab one of the kids. I was like, <laughs> how do I turn on the video? Like, how do I do this? Like, I don't know what to do on here because <laughs> I mean, I was already doing something that day and like I was running behind and like one of the kids is like, here, just give it to me. He's like, okay, here's what you do. Boop, boop. I got my tutorial. I was like, cool. Thanks. I'm done. Yeah. It, <laughs> I mean, it, it really is simple. It, yeah. I mean, uh, but, but we're so used to things with apps where you can just turn the app on and go with that. You have, the app has a button you go in and you hit, you go to mm -hmm. voice. It's much easier if we do it from a laptop where you can, you can see everything, but, uh, but so it's working out pretty good. Uh, the only thing that I've been doing is I've been muting myself a lot. And, uh, if I can get, get that out of the way, my transitions have been pretty smooth. Um, I, I've got a, I, it, it's it's doing pretty good, but it, it's getting better, and I'll, I'll get better as time goes. Yeah, man, I know we looked at uh, using OBS at one point in time, and it's it's a very complex, kind of complicated platform to use. But once you figure it out, um, you could do some pretty cool stuff with it. You know, um, I dig it. I dig like uh, all the special effects and cool little stuff you're doing on your show man uh i really enjoy that your intro yep you know your commercial definitely. breaks and stuff like that that's uh that's definitely super cool you know and it and for the format you're kind of doing where you have 
you know, like you said, four or five guests and you're, you know, talking to them for a few minutes at a time and then you're going to the next one. Well, that like slight little commercial break is a nice offset while you're getting your next guest set up and getting ready to roll, man. It's, it's cool. I, I really like the format for sure. Well, I appreciate it. You know, I wouldn't be able to do it without my son. Um, and I, we got, we got great sponsors. They're locals. Um, yeah. Gadget, of course, with John Thomas. Um, then I've got the, the place up top of the hill, feel free. And then, yeah, just, just great people paint outdoors. He, he, he's working on a commercial for, te- for me to add in there. Nice. Wait a is. second. Paint Outdoors has teamed up with you? Chris, yeah. I, we were homies from like the very beginning, dude. Where are you? <laughs> yeah. I guess I got, he doesn't like you, Jay. I know, man. Like, what's up with that, Mr. Payne? <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I had to sweet talk him a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> yeah he's got that big, do- big daddy sweet talk. Yeah, he man. does. That's right. Big old grapplers. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. It's, it's 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 just a sweet tooth, you know. Yeah, yeah, sure. Tooth. Butterscotch <laughs> works pretty. Butterscotch yeah. works pretty good. I like it. I like it. Well, man, you had a you had an interesting topic, and it and it kind of spiraled into what we've been talking about here. And I know you were tuned in for the last show that, you know, Drew was on and things like that. And you, you were adding in some really good quality comments and stuff like that. And, you know, for those of you at home, as we're talking about this stuff, uh, feel free to drop in the comments, your thoughts, you know, I don't think there's any right or wrong thoughts, so to speak on it. Um, but it's kind of interesting, man, because, um, you know, the, the sport of kayak fishing is growing. It's still young. Um, and, you know, now that, you know, bass is involved, um, you know, Hobie's, you know, national trail is getting really big. Um, you know, there's always been KBF. And, you know, now it's it's we're at that point, I think, where guys want to take it to the next level. And, you know, guys want to, want to, you know, be these, um, you know, professional or full-time anglers. So let's kind of get your take on that, man. What do you think it's going to take a guy to be considered a quote unquote pro angler? And I'm not talking promotional. I'm talking professional. Well, I, I, I personally believe uh, that, we have hundreds of semi-pros now. Sure. Um, where, uh, but a true professional, they need. So, in our conversation, my my topic was: is who in our state would we look up to and think that hey, I want to be like him because he's already, in my my opinion, like a professional. He he goes to tournaments. He wins tournaments. He wins money, not a little bit of money, good money. And as Chris Payne said, it's the kind of money that comes with the W-2. Yep. You, have mm-hmm. to, you, have, you have to fill out a, a whatever they're called, W-09 or whatever. But, uh, yeah. yeah. Um, but um, also I think it's got to be somebody who's got so- somebody standing behind them to support them because you're not always going to win. Sure. And, and um at Midway USA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. 
Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages, things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. I believe when our angler of the year payouts become good, not just the tournament trail winning, but when we have an anger of the year payout that makes guys want to go to your trail, let's say we get you, you guys at Paddle and Finn offer in 2022, your anger of the year, a $50,000 cash purse. That's become a, a professional trail. Sure. And in, anybody that fishes, fishes it is going to be a pro because they're not just going to fish at one time and quit. They're going to try to stay in the race because you're not going to have good tournaments every time. And uh, if you can stay consistent in the top 10 where you can stay up in the money, um, then then you're looking at that's a pro. I, I believe you need sponsors and you got to be able to scratch their back too, which is what you're doing right now, Jay. I mean, and, and Brian, you guys have got Pelican. You've mm-hmm. got Yak Gadget, and you, you go out and uh, you, you run a tournament trail. You promote them. They promote you. Um, so it, 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 I, I, guess, I guess if I, I summarize all, everything I've said, you have to be a, a consistent angler on the trail in the top ten. you got to be in the money where you're on the stage and being seen. Not Don't have to necessarily win. You have to be able to promote. You need to make videos. You need to talk about products. I I personally love Edwin Evers. Um, I met him at the East Tennessee show. We were staying at the hotel, same hotel together, the one in February just before COVID closed everything down. I'm standing there checking in, and he comes in. He's standing there beside me. He's checking in. And I looked at him, I'm like, man, I know that guy. Where do I know that guy? And he's talking, and he said his name is Edwin Evers. So I'm like, oh, you know, immediately starstruck. And so uh, I looked at him, I introduced myself to him, I shook his hand. And after he got checked in, we stood there and sit and talked about fishing for 20 minutes. He even invited me up to his room, said, come on up, and we'll talk more if you want after you get checked in. Well, I didn't go because I'm like, I'm not going to bother him, he's – Sure, but uh, great dude working fishing shows, you know. And this is something Chris Payne brought up from my show Tuesday night. Um, you know, when you're being invited and someone's paying for your hotel room and your gas and your meals to come to a fishing show to represent them and to show your your knowledge, I think you've you, you've done done well. You're you're at that level where you can probably start considering yourself a pro fisherman. I'm pro, and bro. we have those, man. Mm-hmm. Now you think about it. Do you guys know Matt Ball? Yeah. Yeah, Matt Matt's Ball. a good dude. Yeah, Matt Ball is one of those guys. He, he travels around a lot um, and promotes a lot of different products. And, of, of course, Jody Queen. Uh, uh, now, I mean, I, I know about those guys specifically. I can't speak about any of the other guys that are up there 
Um, but uh, I know those guys, and I know they're the ones that, in my book, right now, if, if you want to look at someone as a pro in our sport, those two guys are. Now, we have another one, and I know you all have heard of him. His name is Mark Edwards. Uh, yep. Dude's smoking the, 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 the local scene. He won two tur- he won two tournaments this past weekend on on lines. Um, he, he's just he's he's an awesome stick. He's done well in the national scene. And then um, we got a guy over in Martinsburg. Uh, he became a fireman a few years ago, which is sort of put him back. He's not as fishing as much as I don't see him out there as much because normally when he goes somewhere, he kills it. And it's Jedediah Plunkett. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I've seen that name several yeah. times. Well, he's old school. I mean, he's you, you go back to 15, 14, 15, 16, he was standing on the stage. So now, I, I haven't seen much of him lately, but I was looking at his page the other day when I was talking about making my poll to say, okay, guys, who do you think are our top guys in our region? And I went and saw he had won a tournament uh, a couple weeks ago over at Mid-Atlantic kayak bass fishing group but, uh, so he's still out there he's just not making those national runs like he did before so i want to bring something up and backtrack a little bit for what you were talking about because um last week when we had drew gregory on he he brought up the same thing like a bigger professional trail um in real quick jason favor i i saw your comment i'm gonna get to that in a second um, so, you know, Drew had mentioned, you know, we need events where it's a $500, $1,000, $1,500, dollars $2, entry fee. I completely agree with that. Um, you know, if you, if you want to play with the big boys and, and you want to get that kind of money, you're talking about like a, a $50,000 AOI payout or a tournament where, you know, um, first place is taken home, you know, 20, 50 G's continuously. Yeah. You know, if, 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 if each guy's paying a thousand bucks, you got a hundred entrants, you know, first place is going to take home roughly, you know, 50 grand, 40, 50, 50 grand. Yeah. Nice. You know nice what check. I mean? <clears throat> um, but I think like as this sport and, and I'm kind of going back to, you know, 2019 and up or even 2018 and up to, to present day, it seems like sometimes those bigger entry level events, like for instance, this recent Bass Nation Championship, that was 400 bucks. They did have 146 guys show up for that, um, which I was kind of surprised, but it, it seemed like leading up to current day, a lot of guys you know, kind of complained about that higher entry fee, but at the same time they would turn around and say, well, I want bigger payouts. Well, where's the money supposed to come from? You know what I mean? So, I mean, what do you think, you know, if, if John big daddy rap was going to start the national professional kayak fishing league, what would that optimal entry fee be? Well, uh, everything depends on the money in the background. Before I, I start charging, you've got setting money on uh, on you guys. 
I, I need to know what kind of support I got from sponsors and if they're going to pony up prizes or if they want to give me some cash. If sure. I have, let's say I have $50,000 already in the bank that I mm -hmm. can say, that I'm going to say, I'm going to give the top three guys that fish this trail 40, 10, and five or something. So I got to come up with $5,000 to pay the third place guy because I've already got first and second. No, but it, I might factor in that I'm going to pay 80% of the field to keep 20% toward that side to, to make up that money. And then hopefully if I have a good turnout, the first or second event, do events, other sponsors will come in and start throwing more money at us. But it's all the all the work that has to be done to make a trail start, something like that, is going gonna, is gonna to be 18 months in advance. you you got to build relationships. Mm -hmm. and, sure. Uh, um, I think uh, if, if you was to have Hobie, Hobie's doing a lot of this stuff with, with their one brand. I mean, I know you guys are involved with New Canoe. I'm in with Feel Free. If you had all of our, our kayak companies come in together and they worked to sponsor one monstrous trail, mm. uh, can you imagine the kind of money that we could put out there? Uh, New Canoe threw up $10,000. Feel Free threw up ten. Um, Native threw up ten. Hobie threw up ten. And there's 40 grand right there. And we, we held uh, six events or eight events and you get to throw out one event, your worst event you get to throw out or, or you get to keep your best five or something like that. I mean, but you know, you, there, there are ways to, to make that work, and, but it, it requires work and somebody behind the scenes. Sure. And, and I think too, like when you, when you start introducing, <clears throat> so we all think this should be a community. But the truth of the matter is, you know, companies are going to look at it like, well, and I can't speak for all of them, but I mean, from a business standpoint, I would imagine they're going to be like, well, I don't really want to share the spotlight with everybody. Um, maybe at one big giant event, but usually they're going to want to be like the title sponsor of that tournament. And I think it's totally doable if you have a big enough platform and stage to where you could go okay this is new canoes you know new canoe is going to be your title sponsor for this tournament and then you've got you know feel free at this one and then you got jackson at this one and you know like everybody like all the big dogs are there that will take a lot and you really got to have some pull i think yeah that'd be yeah, a lot yeah. to bring all of them to the table because i mean you know companies like yak gadget are interchangeable um you know uh with a lot of the tournaments but i mean like when you bring these kayak companies i mean that's definitely like a title sponsor and it's, it's those are the big dogs you know that's they're gonna want that spotlight for sure right but you you gotta have a re they gotta have a reason to come though well they you know from a, from a business standpoint you know i think a lot of these companies you know like john mentioned are they gonna give me product or are they gonna give me cash and mm -hmm. when when you enter that cash realm what they're looking at is what's my ROI yep. return on investment. Exactly. Am I going to get my money back out of yes, this? Sir. You know, um, and, and that's a thing too, like coming, coming from our side and, and running our trail this year, you know, um, some companies, companies are more privy to give you cash versus product, mm -hmm. you know, because, 
you know, you see a lot of times, like, especially when it's a boat giveaway, right? Like first place gets a boat. A lot of times those guys are in their boat. They like it and they turn around and they flip that boat. They, they sell it right away. I've had that happen. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, uh, you know, I think we've been pretty fortunate because we gave away three boats so far this year, and I they believe have. each one of them still has them. Yep. You know, and those guys were excited because they're like, this is what I wanted. I'm going to use this for this, you <laughs> oh, know, yeah. and, and whatever. So, I mean, you know, we were pretty fortunate on that end. But, you know, you like, for instance, Drew Gregory won Hobie AOI last year, won a Hobie. Obviously, Drew's in with crescent it's probably not going to look too good if he's floating around in a hobie well so he turned around and sold it which totally get it like yeah but at the same well you see there was a thing though he like he's hemorrhaging kayaks too right and yeah he's hooked up with crescent of course but see and this is where i think kayak companies go wrong even when like well drew is technically in my opinion a pro fisherman sure absolutely right so his, his situation may be a little different but I remember when we were on Jackson, we were not pros, you know, of course, you know, like not in the professional sense, but they had no problem with you being in another boat because so you take a guy like Drew, right? He's a river guy. Mm-hmm. A Hobie is not a river kayak. No. I mean, if you're in a deep enough, you know, deep enough river, sure, that might work. But the kind of fishing that Drew does, it just doesn't work. So for him, he's, you know, probably not going to keep it. I can't talk to that you know specifically maybe with like an angler pro he ain't gonna keep sure but maybe he'll keep you know like a uh uh like a compass or something yeah, you know because yeah, yeah. you know he's a smaller dude too and that works yeah. you know but i mean no i mean <laughs> really smaller dude. well because i can't do a compass i'll tip <laughs> that thing but no no i mean what my point is, is that like well that that kind of fits the fishing but i mean where i mean it really just depends on like what your contract is. And I think that kayak companies kind of got to cool it as long as you're not promoting the kayak. You, Cause we used to make this joke too. Cause I used to always, people, people used to always give me crap because they wanted me to be in a, in a Hobie when I was on Jackson. Yeah. And I just didn't want to be in a Hobie cause I didn't want to like it. <laughs> like I was like, I know, I know they're awesome. I was like, I don't want to be in it. I did like, you know, and then as soon as I got in one, what happens? Like butters is like trying to get a picture of me. You know, and I'm just like, come on, man. He's like, I'm posting. You know, everyone's joking around, you know, but, you know, you, you try to be, I guess, loyal to your 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 brands, but you should be allowed to do whatever you want. Yeah. And, and I totally agree with that. And especially from our standpoint, you know, like we've always tried to bet, uh we've always tried to be open minded about different brands because of the podcast here. Sure. You know what I mean? Exactly. And, yeah. like, and there's a danger in being owned. Yeah. Sure, sure, sure. I sure. mean, you know, we, we love New Canoe, but New Canoe knows that like we're gonna be in other boats too. Sure. Well, at least I, you know, I mean, I'm you not will. I'm not owned. <laughs> this guy. No, I'm just kidding. No, hey. I mean, but they're really cool. That's the thing. It's like in every like you, you don't take a truck to you know to race, you know, all the race cars, right? You sure. bring a different kind of you know, you bring sure. a different kind of car. So sure. that should apply to kayaks too. Right, right, right. So I I know we kind of got off Sorry. subject there. No, it's good. It's all good conversation. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, totally agree. Definitely. You know, like this is why we're going down the rabbit hole. Yeah. You know what I mean? But that's the thing. Like, I I'll ask this question, and if if you're listening later on the podcast, if you're tuned in now or you're tuning in later, what I want to know. I'm curious if if somebody stepped up. And they're like, we're going to have a professional 
trail or professional kayak tour, what should that entry fee be? Five hundred thousand, fifteen hundred, five grand, an event. I mean, like, I think when you get into those bigger numbers, right, you're going to have the bigger payouts, which is going to bring the bigger spotlight. Like, for instance, and this is where I'm coming from. You look at the KBF National Championship, the Hobie TOC, the Bassmaster Championship. Those three events every year have the biggest following because they have the biggest payouts, you know? Um, so when you, when you got that kind of money in play, a lot of eyes focus on that. You know what I mean? So I'm, I'm just curious. I'd, I'd love to hear everybody's thoughts on that, you know? And this is just basically on, at a high level. Yeah. Yeah. High level. It's, yeah. it's not going to be for it's, everybody. It's just that. No, no. What I mean is like, it's really just that question. Like yeah. you don't have to factor in all the other stuff that we know you're going to think yeah. about. And then, and then not only that, but like, let's take it to another level, John, like your thoughts would. The 1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history designed by John Browning. The 1911 was the standard issue sidearm of the U S military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. How would you qualify guys that would be eligible to fish that event? You're going to leave it open to everybody, the first event? Because, like, that's what, when KBF was trying to do their pro tour, you know, um, it was open to anybody that wanted to fish it. And then they were going to say, all right, after year one, um, it'll only be allowed to anybody that fished it the year before, or I think it was like the top mm -hmm. hundred in AOI or something like that. And then that obviously went away. It's like, you're developing your like elite series. Yeah. 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 You're, you're trying to just like, cause I mean, you got to start somewhere, right? You yeah. can't just go, well, Brian catches a lot of fish. He paid the uh, entry fee. So he's going to be an elite. That's like, you still got to like prove yourself, I guess, through it too. Right. I mean, you'd have to have some standard to like move on to the next go ahead sorry rep no man you're right and both of you're right here's what i did last year with the west virginia kayak anglers and we're it's being done again this year um, we have your regular club events right now we also had what we called a gold event and the gold event was the event where our entry fee was 125 dollars uh we only allowed 25 people into it, and the first place check was $2,000. What we right. did, um, it, we didn't announce the waters until 48 hours in advance, so people couldn't go pre-fish. Um, and you are you had to pay yeah. in advance. Yeah, you had to pay in advance before we announced the tournament. Um, so I had 25 guys, and the way they qualified was. The first three were were, were, were granted, uh, like gifted in, and that was your angler of the year the year before, your rookie of the year, and your female of the year. Those three were automatic qualifiers. The other top 20, 22 had to be the top 22 after the first three events. Okay. So hmm. it, of, of that club. And then after the, let's say 
number 10, number 15, 18, 19, and 20 said, hey, I'm out of town. I'm on vacation. I can't go. Those spots would roll down until I filled 25 slots. So to your alternates. Yes. Right. Just like in the Olympics or anything else. Exactly. So, and then we filled the 25 slots. We had an event. We paid uh, the top top three out. It was a $2,000, $1,500 payout for a $125 entry fee. And um, I had Subway provide food. Um, They provided food at no cost. Um, I mean, they kept their checks. Oh, she's a sandwich artist. Sandwich artist. (laughs) Sammy the sandwich artist. Yeah, Sammy the sandwich artist. (laughs) I like, a, I like a, man. Yeah, I'd like an oven, oven chicken with uh, lettuce, tomato, bacon. We'll send that in some dry ice. Yeah. To you. Don't worry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did, did you want that toasted? Yeah. It's only got to go over a couple states. We're good. <laughs> Personally delivered by you. There you go. Well, you brought up an interesting point there, and and that was something that was brought up in last show was pre-fishing. limiting pre-fishing and. And I totally love that aspect. Um, you know, well, here, because- here, Brian, here, here it was down here. Okay. We, what we did was in the beginning of the year, we mm-hmm. took 10 bodies of water and we put them in a hat. And we told those guys, okay, here, here's the 10 bodies of water that's going to be in the hat. You all have fished our trail for five, the last four years. And we've been on those bodies of water at least once or twice in that time. Or you've been on them during your online challenge tournaments or with another club. We got three clubs in West Virginia. So there's plenty of opportunity to fish those waters. So we were like, okay, there's no pre-fishing and we're going to pick one of these out of the hat 48 hours in advance. We'll see you there that morning because they've already paid. So I don't have to, I'll have to just go to the bank and get the money. And then go ahead. I was like, that's, that's really cool. I mean, and I think that works locally. Now I'm wondering because I'm sure I mean, I don't know, the wheels just started turning. Like nationally, you could pull this off, but you would probably get a lot of flack from it because you probably got to keep it regionally close to do something like that. But that would be so interesting to bring that element where you kind of do like you know, like do like a live drawing, let's say. I mean, I don't know if you could do 48, but let's just say for the sake of the conversation, 48 hours where you, people you'd can... have to do it before that because of travel. Time. Oh, I, no, I know that. I'm just saying 48 hours is probably at, at least a week. Right. Yeah, yeah. And um, but I mean, there's certain things you could probably put in place where you could still kind of prevent uh, pre-fishing. But I think that would be huge. Like imagine being able to do. You know, like, uh, you know, doing like one of those rolling things mm-hmm. and then being yeah, that's like, a, boom. That's, if you, you know, go back, like, you yeah, you guys go back and look at our video when we did that last June. I, yeah. I did I put the tent on a on a rolling wheel because yeah. I was using I, I I was streaming that stuff when I did that um, with a broadcaster and uh, yeah, but I think but, like but, nationally but with pros that would work. Yeah, because those we, people are willing to travel. What we did, oh, you know, where I gave them forty eight hours notice. I gave him a 48 hours notice. So the guys, when we picked that night at 9 PM, they were packed. They had their trucks packed mm. so they could drive up that night, yep. wherever the lake was and pre-fish the next day. So they got one day of pre-fishing. Sure. Not like, okay. not like the Ron champions and all those other people out there that can go pre-fish for a week at a time. Yeah. You know? um, 
you know, so they only got one day to go hit the bank, go, go check the water collar, see, mm-hmm. see if the water's high or low, how the rains affected it, things of that yeah. nature, you know, and, and, and go, go at it. So. Well, I think like, you know, nationally, like, again, it would probably be regionally where this would be successful. Cause I think nationally it would be really difficult. Of course the hub is pretty much here. Well, I don't think well, it's, it's like, super difficult. I think what you do, like if, if we're talking theoretically, we're throwing yeah. ideas. Yeah. We're, we're throwing this, shit at the wall, right? Yeah. Now. <laughs> yeah. Like don't, I'm writing this down. This is having panel of thin. You hear it here. So, so <laughs> I mean the way, the way it could work is the Friday before the event, you know, and, and, a couple people chimed in. They're saying at least a thousand to twelve hundred bucks, thousand to fifteen hundred bucks, right? The Friday before you spin your magic wheel, um, you get your body of water. I would imagine for that price, you do a two or three day tournament, right? Um, so that would be Friday, Saturday, Sunday. You're probably right because that brings in that aspect where you're you're measured on the three day. So yeah, yeah so you release days. you release your location the Friday before um you know the the Friday event and you can't start pre-fishing until Monday or Tuesday. Mm-hmm. So now, now those guys have 3 or 4 days to to travel. Well, yeah. and the other, other thing is 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 you know, let's say you guys decide to do that for next year. Um you could just you could have three lakes that are within a uh, 150 mile radius of each other, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, hey, bud, but um, what you do is is do exactly the way you said it, and you know you, you spin the wheel. But logistics for us guys that hold the tournament, you yeah. need to talk mm-hmm. to you need to talk to all three of those places in advance and say, hey, oh, yeah. I'm getting, yeah, I'm getting ready to bring in some big money, but I don't know if you're going to win or not. But here's here's what we're going to do. If you are selected, I need a, a shelter or a yeah. room or something to to do everything. And I, See, all yeah. of them work. Yeah, logistically, that makes it really difficult. It sure know? does. Yeah, it, it does. And that's why you yeah. need to have uh, something that's got a state park or something where you can you can take up a shelter somewhere. Well, not only that, you got like you got to think of permits, right? You got to like fish water yeah. where you don't have to worry about permits, where you can just gather. Yeah. Um, you know, given, you know, what's going on now, but, and then, well, here's what you do to, to do that. Okay. In West Virginia, when I worked with our RDNR, I would get permits, but when I got them, I would get them as a statewide permit. So mm-hmm. I could fish any water in the state Very on smart. that certain day. So when you go to Tennessee, Ohio, or whatever, for that one day, ask for a permit on your gold day for those mm-hmm. waters that cover, it covers it's a blanket coverage. Well, I, I don't know if every, I don't know enough about this. I think Susie would probably know more, but I don't know if every state does that because, you yeah. know, when you get to the state yeah. level and, you know, every park is a little different. Every waterway is a little different. I mean, with rivers, I think you're golden across the board. Nobody yeah. really, I mean, nobody can really manage that. Sure. Yeah. Um, but I mean, like definitely with lakes, what we've noticed is that some don't require permits. Some do. And like these days are limiting the amount of people too. So you got to be careful yeah. and all that stuff, but uh, that's totally doable. And I was even thinking even to the aspect of, you know, okay, you guys, you got people traveling and you don't know if they're, uh, you know, if they're going to be camping or if they're, they're hotel people, but 
you would probably have to team up with some local hotels. Yeah. Um, of course, this comes from having some clout at one point, right? Where you've got like a pretty good following and, you know, you 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 basically can command this. But, you know, you hook up with the hotel and you're like, hey, I got some anglers that might be coming in here and they can run kind of sp- some special. Tell everybody about it. Or you got a campground um, that, you know, that you'll be at or not be at, but we'll have something kind of set up where, hey, you know, they're kind of expecting you guys to come in. Um, and that way it eases. So for the short notice, it would ease like the pain of finding a place to stay because you're either camping or you're in a hotel. Sure. I mean, for the most part, some guys are, you know, uh, and some guys and gals are willing to sleep in their trucks. I ain't these days. <laughs> it's, it's My bed's yeah. not long enough and I don't feel like hanging out and get bit by bugs all night. But I mean, but that's the thing. Yeah, totally. But I mean, yeah, but that would help too. I think if you were gonna like run something like that, it, it's super unique though because no one's doing that, you know. And that would take some infrastructure for sure, you know. But man, you gotta be ready for anything that rolls down the hill on that one. Yeah, well, that, yeah, yeah. Well, that's why you keep it simple. You keep yeah. it. Try to keep it to three lakes and get a statewide permit. And if you keep it with in a central area, because you guys, where you guys are hitting those areas up on the Ohio River chain up there. Up in that area of your area, I mean, you could do it, Indiana, Indiana Ohio. If you mm-hmm. keep it in the area where your 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 people roll, um, and you get the the money in advance, so you're already telling your, you know, I know 35 people will be here, or however whatever number you, you're doing it, because this is one of those uh, mystery uh, fishing tournaments where they have. Uh, you know, a week's notice. I'm letting them know on Sunday morning where they're going to have to fish at on Friday, Saturday, Sunday. You know, and um, we call it the the Secret Squirrel Tournament Series. <laughs> <laughs> I love that's so, so dumb, but I love saying that. <laughs> I, I think it's an interesting concept. I, I think in reality, like you'll probably get a lot. Like if you're trying to do this on a perf- like pro level, a lot of guys are going to fuss about it. You know, but do compared a- compared to having scheduled events, they know where they're going, they yeah. can plan ahead, things like that. Yeah, yeah. It, it would I have to be one you, of those yeah, big I think money. When you throw, throw people in the mixer. Yeah, they they get in a tizzy and they're like, yeah, screw. Well, this. but I mean, but why can't you have again? I mean, this is going to take. I mean, it's got to start somewhere, of course. But why can't you just have like like a three or four lake tournament series? specifically for the elites and tell them up front, this is the way it's going to go. And then how about this? You give them, I mean, you could probably give them like, okay, there's 10 lakes and you're only going to be fishing four of them. Sure. Right. So they at least know what they're going to be facing. And then, then you have, there's a good enough chance where they won't be prepared for it. They may have a background. It might be in their backyard. You don't know, but at least then they're like, all right, well, at least I know what the 10 lakes are. And now we can move forward. And again, to John's point, you don't get too extravagant on it, but you make it so elite and make the payouts like so monstrous that mm-hmm. they want to come fishing. Sure. You know, and you, I mean, it's, and I'm sure we got to throw a little more at it than that, but you know, and that's where your sponsors come in, you know I mean? Cause it, yeah, it's not always just what people pay in. I mean, the sponsors, like they want to like be a part of it too. And every, in all the kayak, anglers are watching this stuff especially yeah. the tournament guys um you know and i know these and i know the kayak anglers are just chomping at the bit to like see 
like MLF type series, you know, setups, kind of like what we're trying to do, right? Yeah. yeah. Like to where it's more, you know, it's continuous and like you're on the boaters and whatever. I mean, but there's like, you're getting to see your people, you know, and, you know, hitting hard. And then the the sponsors will be like, you know, they got to come to play, yeah, you know, and they got to pay to play, you Mm -hmm. know, but it's going to good, you know, it's, it's going to everybody that's participating and uh, the functionality of the sport. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. In, in all aspects of every, every sport and every business, you got to spend money to make money. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. And, there, and we've noticed that there are some companies that are like definitely willing to do that. And it's, yeah. you know, kudos to them because, you know, there's still a lot of uncertainty with some of these companies. And it's like, I can just tell these companies now. Cause I, I mean, I I'm thinking that there's some of you guys that are out there listening that take the chance. Like the kayak community is definitely worth it. There's a lot more coming and you might be one of the ones at the front, uh, you know, or at the front leading the charge when, once this stuff really hits hard and hits big. Yeah. And all they have to do is reach out to you, me or, or Brian and, and yep. we can give them guidance. You know, that's one of the things that I think where Bass could use um, a little bit more helping hand. Uh, mm-hmm. They need to, they, and we, and I know I, you guys, we talked about it on your show, or you guys talked about it with, with Drew, but, you know, listen to Dwayne Wally, Bass Nation. Dwayne Wally yeah. is not going to steer you wrong. And yeah. if, he, if he says it'll work, run with it. If, if yeah. it, you know, um, but. Anyway, yeah, yeah, and um, I think I think that was a big touching point last week when we were we were talking about the major kayak trails. You know, like Dwayne's hands are tied. You know, he's doing everything he can, and and kudos to him. Um, you know, but Bass is a separate entity, and they're going to take what they want from mm-hmm. from what he tells them, and they're going to pick through it and utilize certain things, and other things are gonna kick to the wayside you know so i mean it's not it's not Dwayne's yeah. fault it's not no. the angler's no, fault no. you know so um you know i think that was a big misconception you know because uh you know captain poppy chulo armando salah <laughs> like was had his panties in a bunch but well i think the thing is too is that like you know we preach community 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 because that's the kayak world right in the at the end of the day you know, Bass is is a, an entity, a company. Sure, and they need to make money. Sure, I'm not I'm not going to deny that, you know, or support that. But you know, there has to be 
I think you have to be willing to let some companies ride your coattails to meet you up there, especially if they're not in direct competition with you. Sure. So you can carry the sport. Yeah. Um, and allow these companies to partner with you and push them forward. Well, I think I think you're seeing that, right? Because you still got KBF. Yep. You got Hobie came on the scene. Yep. And and there was a lot of talk. All right, there's going to be competition between the two. Sure. And then now Bass is in the mix, mm-hmm. so that that changes it up. And yep. I think that was one thing that we touched on too last week was and the week before was, you know. Guys can fish any three of these, yep. or they can fish all three. Yeah, right. you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Like now, you have those choices. You know, I remember when that was in 2019, I think, and I was in a house full of hammers uh, up on Lacrosse for the KBF Trail Championship, and there was guys like uh, Cody Milton, Josh Stewart. Uh, John Lessman, uh, I could go on and on. doesn't matter. Um, and I think that's when Bass was just getting announced, plus Hobie was out there. And I asked those guys, I said, do you feel like it's going to be too much to where participation in those events all go down? All of them didn't really have much to say because I think they were just looking at this is more opportunity for sure. us. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and I don't think, I mean, if you look at the numbers, all three trails are doing great. Yeah. Um, if anything, maybe some of the KBF events have a little less turnout, but I think that was before when those guys weren't all communicating and trying to work together where their schedules didn't overlap. I was just going to bring that up because that, you know I think I mean? that is super, because we did the same thing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were very conscious of when the other tournaments were going on. And that's where, you know, I mean, again, if you're like the big dog, you're probably going to do whatever you want anyway. Sure. But everyone else is looking at those dates for one to ensure better turnout for your own tournaments because we've been burned by that. I right. Mean, Right. You know, it, it's even something close enough to it. But at the same time, that's like one of probably the best ways that you can partner. Like if you have like, you know, a meeting of like the heads of state in, yeah. the, in the beginning of the year yeah. or like, you know, before the year and be like, all right, Hobie's over here. KBF's over here. Maybe one day Penelope's over here. But I mean, just like have everybody that's running some pretty big tournaments. But let's just say for the national you know, side of things. They all get together and go, okay, we're going to run these, you know, these tournaments these days. How does that work for everybody? Yeah. You know, and then everybody works together, not to impede. Because I think that's super important too. But then you're also going to run into tier issues. Mm-hmm. So now you've got like elites, you've got like, you know, your intermediaries, and then you've got like your novice, you know, entry level, like single A type anglers like coming in. So that will, complicate things a bit but i do think that if everybody kind of pays attention to that you're going to get a better turnout in general mm-hmm. to where you don't like so we're i mean ultimately we're not all going to win i mean in terms of you know the amount of anglers you know because there's gonna be a lot of things taken into that especially for the amount of money we're talking about but at that level i really think that's going to be a huge thing for these guys to do is pay attention to the other tournament series that are out there work with them because in the end, um, you know, it's it's going to help everybody in the long run 
And then also like, there's probably some intertwining that can happen that, you know, there's probably some more incentives that you can do to, you know, to, to cross over. Sure. You know what I mean? I mean, it, I don't know. There's like, there's no script to this. There's, there's no rules so we can do whatever. So what you, know? you do, what they need to do is take a page out of the, the state club scenes. And, and that's where the, the state clubs will work together and don't three, like the three in West Virginia, the three guys got together and they, they set up their trails where they didn't overlap on each other. And then they hold one event or two events during the year together as one sure. event. Uh, like they, cool. they, they got yeah. a July well, we 24th. Yeah. yeah. They, on July 24th, they have a mountain mission tournament. That's all the proceeds are going to uh, a charity and, the charities, the prizes are being provided to the winners, not cash. So nice. It's a lot, a lot like the JT tournament, but it's, sure, it's a, sure, local, sure, sure. A, a local tournament here for Mountain Mission. So, but uh, touching on, on, on what y'all were talking about with the, it, it, my thoughts are, you know, if, if you have guys now that are traveling out of state to fish a Hobie, to fish KBF, a paddle a fin or uh, um, bass, then then those guys, in my opinion, they're already at a semi-pro level because they're they're packing up, they're spending a thousand dollars to go put gas, buy baits, eat out, uh, and pay those tournament fees, stay at a hotel, and then go home. I mean, you're they're in it to win. They're in, yeah, they're, sure, you know. Or they're in it to promote their their brands, because you, you you can't go to somewhere else and not prom- promote or be seen as a an ambassador for what you're there for. Um, yeah, you're you know, gonna be like one of the NASCAR guys in the interview. You're gonna be like, "Yeah, I was in the uh, in the Napa 34 over there, and uh, yeah, I mean, did, did great, you know. And I was just coming up on my uh, Cooper tires, you know." <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, look look at how look at how the pros, man. Look at all the pros that do their their tournaments now. Even when they don't win, mm. they're they're there with their video boaters and they're making mm. videos and they're talking about being there. Yeah, right? sure. And, and, and they're talking about their products while they were there. Mm-hmm. And you know, I mean, so I think uh, you know, yeah. there's more to it than just that. Just uh, winning, you, you know, you're, you're there to do other things. And that, and that was one of my points I brought up last week too. And and Jason Favor uh, dropped this comment a little little bit ago. He said, "I think it's simply someone is making a living doing it." Uh, when we we're talking about what it takes to be a professional angler these days, it honestly seems that is uh, more someone who not only is a hammer but can also secure sponsorships and maintain mm-hmm. social media appearances. I agree, one hundred percent correct. Um, there's only a few people that can do it too. Yeah. And right and on. that's the thing, right? Like, um, who the hell was it? I was watching today, uh, somebody on YouTube that I follow. Oh, uh, Steve-O from Jackass. He's got a podcast. I yep. watch Steve-O's podcast. Oh God. And, um, it actually, his podcast is really good. No, his, I thought you're like, Oh no, go ahead. I'm not getting even... It is. I like Steve-O. What is your problem? No, because I, I think you're like because he has this one where he pushes the Baudet. It's so oh, bad. for his ad? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, so bad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, it's I it, totally agree. It sounds wonderful, but go ahead. Besides the point. Um, 
I forget who the guest was he was talking to and um you know they were talk oh it was uh Chanel West Coast. Oh God. for for those of you that don't know it's uh oh, she, ridiculousness. She, yeah, yeah, she's on ridiculousness <laughs> whatever. However, you know, Steve was talking to her about um you know, what do you get paid for making your music? What do you get paid for social media? What do you get paid for this? What do you get paid for that? And and it was really interesting because, and they touched on it, you know, a lot of brands, um, you know, when I'm saying brands and I'm referring to this, I'm talking about like Colgate toothpaste, um, you know, Tide laundry detergent, things like that. Like those bigger sponsors, Mm -hmm. they're not spending the type of money they used to on ad space on TV and things like that. They're giving it to social media influencers because they know they have a better reach. Mm -hmm. Right. That's exactly right. So, so that's, you know, like when I was talking about that last week, that plays such a huge role. Like I know me personally, and I'm not going to go into details, but some of the, the things that I've worked out, you know, because of like, I consider the podcast part of social media. That's that's like a new form of social media. Everybody's sure. got a freaking podcast now. Yep. But there's only one OG. Just that's saying. right. Yep. But uh <laughs> but you know, because of the podcast, my Instagram following, my Facebook, you know, mm-hmm. things like that. Like, you know, you get offered certain deals and and mm-hmm. and that's stuff that would normally go dedicated towards that type of like tv or magazine at space nowadays you don't have magazines it's all digital right and things like that so now that money that these companies used to spend is freed up for things so if you're a guy that's you know grinding it out on the social medias the youtubes things like that you know that opens the opportunity when you go to approach companies to get to that point Mm -hmm. of fishing on a professional level Obviously, you got to fish, but to Jason's point, and I totally agree with, I mean, he said you kind of have to be a hammer. At the same time, there's a lot of guys out there that haven't won tournaments, but they're crushing it on that end, and they're getting big deals. No offense to Mike McKinstry. He's not going out there smashing giants all the time. No. However, dude's got a TV show, constantly posting his social medias, things like that. That's that dude's life. He yep. doesn't, you know, he he's not out there grinding it on the tournaments. And that's just no. one example. Yeah. But I, I do get this question all the time. And and let me pose this to both of you guys. Um, I'll have somebody reach out to me, which is weird, but they will uh they'll ask, hey man, I want to get more involved in the fishing industry. I want to make it in the fishing industry. What do I got to do to do that? And in the one thing, and I brought this up last time is the more heavily involved you get into the fishing industry, the less you actually fish. And I think that's a big misconception in the fishing world is guys are like, I'm going to make it. I'm going to be on my boat every day, just slamming bass left and right boat flipping, bro, this and that. That's not the case. Yeah. So, I mean, that's I I love Greg Kupfner, man. My boy, Greg Kupfner took over to West Virginia kayak anglers this year because I ran it the last four years. I've had so much fun to be able to go hang out with you guys and not have to be working on sponsorships and right, doing promotions for the events. 
and uh, and I, so I've been out on the water more this year too and fished. And uh, you're right. You're so you've nailed that on the head, Brian. Because when you're out here working behind the scenes to get things done, so other people can go to an event, fish, have fun, get a prize, win money. Um, it can be a thankless job. And, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, really. Uh, um, I, and and more times than another, you're you're going to catch more complaints than you get the thank you. And uh, uh, well, but sure. um, but I'm telling you. It, um, anyway, yeah, Greg yeah. Kupfner, you're, you're the man. <laughs> no, I well, and then I mean, I'm not the biggest fan of going out and. Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com recording fishing because if you no, i mean because if you really want to like make a video there's all this prep that's going to go into it i mean you got to bring batteries you got to bring cameras you got to have angles you got to be you're the cameraman bro i know if you want to if you <laughs> if you if you want to like you know thank god you can catch fish in like one spot <laughs> Um, but I mean, catch them anywhere. But if you if you want to like you know catch or you know get catching fish on video or anything that matter, like there's time that goes into that, and sometimes it's a lot of not wasted time, but it's you know you, you just don't you, you just don't get it, and it there's I mean well yeah it can yeah. be real arduous just that's all that's, that prep. That's what you know these fishing shows paint that fantasy picture like you yeah. know bill dance going out on his boat and he just nails like 10 10 or five pounders in a row right. but what you don't know is it took a week to get all that footage yeah you right. know what i mean well and we're and we're working on the small scale right i mean we got good deals and yeah dslrs and whatever dude too much you know but i mean but then you got like you you know drew when he was doing hooked on wild waters and you had like the camera is full in. production crews, dude. And stuff like like that. That. I mean, there's like 10,000, yeah. you know, 12,000. And Mikey does it too, McKinstry. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. monstrous like cameras. Like, you've just never seen these. And these guys are on the water and they're just, you know, just waiting for you to catch fish. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. and you got to be in the right position too to get, and the lighting's got to be perfect. Sure. And, you know, it's like, so there's a, there's so much that goes into it. But when you do do that, you know, you put that on the internet and then everybody can see it and you can constantly are spitting those out. You know, like Gene Jensen, right? He's still pretty much a powerhouse with YouTube. You know, he's still spitting out, maybe not to the degree he was. I mean, because I'm sure that's pretty daunting. He's still pumping out quite yeah, a bit but, of content. I mean, but, but he's still relevant and he's still doing, but he's, you know, and I'm sure he's getting, um, you know, he's in bed with some companies, I'm sure too. And he's getting money for that. And Sure. But he's doing exactly that, right? Yeah. I mean, and he's more of not your pro fisherman, you know. He's more of your entertaining, educational. Yeah, um, yeah but at the same time, he fishes a, some tournaments, and sure he, does he does really well. Oh yeah, and yeah. Gene, well. And Gene's a good dude. You know, yeah. Yeah. I know I've been lucky enough to meet him. But um, we did a podcast with him, bro. I know, but, but I also but, I I fished with him. 
before he was in the, before he was in the kayak scene, man. He, he, he's all, I would always put him as a social influencer first. Sure. Uh, oh yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. He was the powerhouse, I think, for the most part. Well, and that's just it, right? Like we touched on that last week. You know, you look at uh I know uh Jason Favor brought up uh Gerald Swindle as a perfect example. Yeah. Um he's like the perfect package. Yeah. And and you know what he he does media wise for his sponsors and things like that like he's not always out fishing no and like you said if you're out there trying to trying to you know do promotional stuff um you know it's it's not all fishing you know Mm -hmm. and and it could be a grind to get that you know shot or whatever you need oh sure you know um our man richard down at eastport says my cost to sponsor the dale hollow tournament was pretty expensive for the turnout, I'm still committed to try next year. Hell you know, yeah. That's just it. You know, like we need people like that in the sport. And Richard's Definitely. got a, a, a beautiful view on, on that. And mm-hmm. he gets it. You he know does. what I mean? He does. Um, which, yeah, that's going down. It's Thank going you, down. Richard. Yeah, absolutely. At Richard the, at the, the Dale man. of Hollows again? The Dale Hollow. Nice. At the barn. They got Fourth of July fireworks at the barn this week. They do. I saw, that's, that's right. I saw the post today, and, man. And everybody at the campgrounds, don't be setting off no fireworks. That's yeah, right. At the cabins, can't be doing that. Yeah, we'll come uh, get you. That's right. Windy, and, and windy. Bring some towels. The real boss, Windy, will come and track <laughs> you down. That's exactly right. Yeah, yeah. You better watch out, boys and girls. Yeah. See, I remember Windy. Yeah, that's the boss. Yeah, she she's the real boss. So, but uh. Jacob Jen- Jenkins says, I'll be there this year. Awesome. Nice. To see you. Heck yeah, man. But yeah, that, I mean, a lot of interesting conversation, man. I We're over an hour and I'm sure we could go another two yeah. hours, you know, no doubt. I, we, we yeah. don't want to keep you, John. We'll have to do this again, man. Um, yeah. Love it. I, I, I think we've had a lot of great response these past couple of weeks diving into this stuff. Mm-hmm. I know we kind of stepped back from that and, you know, some of our other guys on on the other uh, segments here on Paddle and Finn were focusing on that stuff. So um, I think we're diving back into it. Um, we got a lot of interesting, cool new stuff coming to Paddle and Finn. Um, yes, sir. So buckle up, boys and yeah, girls. Yeah, we got some up. spectacular stuff. You ain't seen this coming. Yeah, nobody's going like, to see this. Well, I remember when I got the phone call, I was like, wait, what? Yeah. Like, I was like, are you messing <laughs> with me, man? Oh, yeah. even, I was like, I'm like, you know, it's like nine o'clock at night, dude. Are you telling me the truth? I I was telling you the truth. <laughs> I was telling you the truth. So awesome, guys. Yeah, we got uh, we got some exciting stuff coming up uh, over the next two weeks. Yeah, yeah. Within the next two weeks. weeks or so, Within yeah. the next two weeks. Yeah. Well, I look forward to hearing about really, it. That I can really cool stuff. And then not only that, yeah, we got even more cool stuff coming after that. <laughs> Richard said, Wendy said, uh, we're sucking up now. Well, yeah, yeah, duh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Duh. Yeah, yes, we I are. I got thrown under the bus last time because I didn't mention the big boss. So yeah. I'm making sure I mentioned the big I'm boss. I'm just going to say Eastport Marina is my favorite marina on the Dale Hollow <laughs> Reservoir. Go, well, duh. I mean, go there if you can. They've got great cabins. They've got great food there at the Obey Grill. Dude, I'm our girlfriends at the Old Bay River Grill, man. They always take hey, care uh, of us. That, and you can o- always sleep in one of those house cabins, too, baby. The houseboats, Dude. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know what? Dude, that's boats. amazing. Yeah. I actually yeah. prefer that. It was yeah. a close experience. That was, that was really nice. 
It was that was super nice until yeah. I got a phone call because JP went down the water. Side. I know, yeah, that's hilarious. There. I was like, go there. Oh, Dad's on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh wait, isn't that when you chickened out too? Yeah, that you was. That was. Okay. I did. I did chicken out. I'll be the first to admit that water was cold. That was so I, funny. That was an awesome video. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Super fun, man. Uh, John, uh, plug your podcast again, man, uh, where people can follow you and all that good stuff before we wrap this thing up, man. Well, buddy, I, I have struggled to come up with any type of uh, headline name. So it's ah, still oh, really it's still just underneath I, my, my personal page, that. man. Well, I got I, I dude. Well, fix Big me Daddy up. Kayak Fishing Podcast. <laughs> no, you know no. what? That works. It does. It does. <laughs> Two more, Big Daddy, you know? <laughs> Not, you know what? We can share the spotlight. I mean, it's like, you're like, I guess, you're the OG, Big Daddy. Yeah. Yeah. You were what, number 80 signing up on Tourney X when that came out? Uh, 88, yeah. Yeah. 88. Yeah. No, wait. Around. Dude, you're as old Dude, as dirt, bro. The Lawless Podcast. The Lawless Fishing. No, no. What did, uh, what did, come what, on. What did John Graves call him? I don't remember. Federale, the Federale <laughs> podcast. There you go, dude. I'm telling you, you should sweep yeah. that cop stuff in here, man. I think it'll be great. I, I like the hey, wireless edge. I'm just man, the whole reason I got into kayak fishing is to let that 20 some years of my life go. You know, there you, you go. Guys are, and you guys are trying to bring it back. Yeah, I'm just saying there I got I got some ideas where people make you think the other thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but I appreciate that. Appreciate you guys having me on. And, uh, yeah, I, every Tuesday night I try to do it about 630. I get my Chris Payne lined up from Texas. Yeah. Uh, either one of you guys come on and talk about what's going on in your neck of the woods. And then I've got uh, uh, normally one or two of my guys from West Virginia on talk about their techniques and what they're doing. Yeah. It's uh, about a 45-minute to an hour run, depending mm-hmm. on uh, – our topics and what we're doing, but uh, it expands all the time, man. You know, because I, I, I've picked up some things that you guys have taught me on how to do the group chat, and um, but uh, I just appreciate it. And, and you know, and my goal in the near near future is to be part of your network one day with a little paddle and fin network podcasting. And so, someday I'll be able to. Little? No, it's up to the right. That little that little logo up there on the right. It's on the right of the screen. About the logo right there on the yeah. top right. I'm messing with you, man. But no, Dude. man. I'm, one day I'll be a part of your network, and uh, and then uh, I'll be uh, be good to go. But right yeah, now, we'll, just, we'll have to talk to the board about that. But yeah, okay. I, I got I got to cut my chops. Got to cut my chops first. So anyway, You're doing fine, man. I know a guy. Yeah, I, I appreciate guy. you. Now, here's the thing, man. Your intros are great. Like you're doing great with that. I mean, again. I was like, oh, darn, why didn't we do something like that? You know, um, so you're uh, out the box. You're doing good with that. You're like, and you're going to find your voice and your cadence. And and don't be afraid to talk, man. I mean, like you're doing it here. I mean, you say you want to take a step back. Um, I mean, it's your podcast, man. You got to run it. So do it like you want to, man. Be a wild man. You know, be an educated man. Whatever you want. You know, whatever works for you. Just roll. You know, just roll with it. You know, you well, got yeah. It's Good easy to coming on there. Yeah, it's easy to come on your show and get a little crazy, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's not not a lot of my boys are 
like you know, trying to get them on there. I had seven or eight guys watching there a little bit ago, but uh, it's uh, it's 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 fun, you know. And and that's it. The thing I like about your show and what, and what I want to emulate from it is keeping it real, but keeping yeah. it fun. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. and that, that's super so, important, right? Because yeah. we never will never boast about anything because yeah. we're regular guys. And I always tell them the joke, like I'm a hack because I am. You know, it's like I ain't nothing special. You know, I just, you know, I don't know. I got a good friend here, and then we were able to put together a bunch of other good friends. And speaking of which, your friendship payment is due. Yeah, well, that's funny. That's <laughs> funny. I got yours right under the desk right here. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> all right. On that note, on that note. Um, <laughs> Just so clear. <laughs> on, on on the screen, if you guys want to check out East Marina, uh, you can yeah. go to the website, yep. East, eastport.info. Um, I'll also drop that in the show notes for the podcast for those of you that are tuning in on the old Rod Didio. That's radio. Um <laughs> And uh, um, huge shout out to Richard. If you guys are looking to go yeah. visit uh, world class fishery, Dale Hollow, uh, definitely give them a. It's a beautiful a location. Out. Yeah, sure is. Absolutely. Been there twice this um, year, and I'm going back. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm looking definitely. forward to going back. Um, a lot of exciting stuff in the works, boys and girls. Get ready, buckle up, strap in. Boat Trader is America's largest boating marketplace with over 100,000 boats to choose from. We offer simple, comprehensive solutions for those looking to sell, find, and finance new or used boats. Visit BoatTrader.com to get started. We will, ICAST. Uh, Don't forget yep. about ICAST. There's going to be a ICAST lot is, of good stuff. Yep. Like we talked about stuff. at the beginning, uh, yeah. we will be. I will be down at ICAST uh, along with Dustin Nichols. <laughs> from the paddle and fin podcast um and uh we'll be bringing you some live shows from down there live video um you know there's going to be a lot of familiar faces from the kayak industry down there uh so you may see mr john pop in on a show uh drew gregory um you know obviously dustin some uh some of the other folks around the industry yes um, i will be there as well if you guys are yeah. if People are cruising around down here. I will have be set up with the guys that feel free, and uh, yeah, have my, I'll have my laptop up. Hopefully, I can. And I, I, that's something I'll catch with you, you guys, after the show. But gotta figure out how in the hell we're going to stream down there, unless you, unless you have a hotspot, because I know there's no damn internet in there. Oh, uh, I bet you there is. There's they, Wi-Fi. They got Wi-Fi there. There's Wi-Fi. Okay. They may make yeah. you pay for it, but I'm not sure. It There's Wi-Fi. Well, I, I, yeah. know, uh, I know the Wi-Fi down here in the past has been not very good. So I, mm -hmm. I guess yep. if you have to get a, a private server or something. But, uh, yeah. Okay. We'll, we'll get you set up, Big Daddy. Hang yeah, tight. We'll, definitely. Uh, um, next event, July 31st. Oh, that weekend of ICAST, uh, myself, Brad Hurlboss, possibly Mr. Randall over here. Uh, we will be up at Bowfest in Minneapolis. Uh, that's a big archery show. Yes, sir. Kayak hunting is becoming a really big thing. Um, so we'll be up there with new canoe. We'll have some live, live shows coming that weekend too, uh, from up there. Um, so a lot of awesome. cool, fun stuff coming next trail event, July 31st here on the Fox river in Illinois. Um, and then August 28th, we're in Toledo, Ohio for Lake Erie and the Maumee River. 
what am I forgetting? What am I forgetting? Jay Randall's awesome. Uh, yeah, definitely wasn't forgetting that. Uh, John Rapp, thank you as always, my friend. To all you boys and girls out there in the good old interwebs, as always, tight lines. Tight lines, guys. Peace. Peace. Out of here.